0: Isaiah 55, I want to uh, just kind of preface this. Don't put it up there yet, please. Everybody read ahead of me. I want to preface what I'm going to preach today. This is something I believe that everybody needs to revisit. Everybody. Everybody under the sound of my voice. Those of you that are guests today, maybe you need to visit for the first time what we're going to talk about, preach about today. But I believe every saint of God, every person that calls Truth Church their home or says they are a true Christian and they're living their life for Jesus Christ, we need to revisit what I'm going to preach about today. And so my hope is that you'll revisit it today. And through the help of the Lord and submission to what He desires me to say, I hope that you hear something that will cause you to live a life that is fed and that is provided only by Jesus. Amen. Isaiah 55 and verse 2. One verse of scripture that we're going to read today. I encourage you. I'll reference other things uh, that are there in 55. But one verse of scripture this morning. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which listen to this word satis, satisfieth not somebody say that come on somebody say it again you doing work for something that is not going to satisfy you you are spending the majority of your time doing something that will not satisfy you. And now listen to what he's preaching here. Hearken diligently unto me and eat ye that which is good and let your soul, somebody say my soul. Soul delight in, what does that say? I want my soul to be fed I want my spirit to be fed I want my heart to be fed not from the things that I can feed it that come from me from my labor because that according to God's word satisfies not Today, I'm going to preach from this thought. Are you satisfied? Are you truly satisfied, sir? Ma'am, saint of God, guess it's in the house, are you satisfied? Or do you live your life unsatisfied? Pastor Darren, where'd this come from? Well, I'll tell you. I went on a little minister's retreat this week Brother Jonathan was going to be preaching first Wednesday And that didn't get to happen because of the weather And on my way back I had the opportunity to fly across the United States Not because I wanted to But because a DFW doesn't know how to deal with sleet and snow and all that good stuff and as I was leaving, getting ready to leave, finally, finally getting ready to leave, I was hungry. I hadn't eaten all day. I walked around the Mall of America for too many times in Minneapolis, and I was ready to eat. But if you're going to eat anywhere outside of that mall, you have to have a Vax card or a three-day-old uh, COVID test that's negative, all that good stuff, which I don't possess any of those. And so I had to go to a restaurant. And the restaurant would have you think, Brother Philip, that it's good. The name of the restaurant was Crave. So I looked at the Crave menu, and the Crave menu looked beautiful. Even the reviews of people were absolutely magnificent. And I already knew what I was going to partake of when I got there trying to stay away from red meat, but I was going to eat a little bit of red meat. I should have known better. And if my other half, my better half would have been there, she would have said, don't do it, Darren. Darren, don't do it. You know you're going to be disappointed. Don't do it. But contrary to her voice ringing in my ears, I ordered myself a small little filet with some mashed potatoes. Should have known better getting mashed potatoes in the northeast, but whatever. Whatever. things in a moment, but anyway, I got my food, and the first bite, Bishop Gilbert, you know what I tasted? Liquid smoke. I mean the first bite. I didn't touch it again. But then, on that beautiful plate it was all nice with its little garnish on it, there was a heaping pile of mashed potatoes. And man, they looked so good. And truthfully, this is no exaggeration. I'm not embellishing this story at all. Truthfully, I took one bite. And I was like, this is like that sand stuff that my kids play with. I've never tasted it. But it's what it, I mean, it looked like that. And it tasted, it was like snow with no snow cone stuff on it. It was just horrible. And so I switched around to the other side. I like, all right, there's this last thing. Y'all don't like them, but I like them. There's some mushrooms. And I'm thinking, the mushrooms are going to be fantastic. I spent, there's a steak, and mashed potatoes, and mushrooms. I spent $36 on a plate that I'm not exaggerating. The lady came, and she was like, are you finished? And I said, yes, ma'am. can I get you anything else? Maybe. There's desserts. I said, you just try dessert. I should have known better. I'm a glutton for punishment. And so, what did I do? I ordered a dessert. Sister Tabitha, it was healthy. It had bananas in it. There used to be this place in Plano called Tippins, and I believe they still have one in Oklahoma City. It's a pie shop. And it's the only banana cream pie that I've ever liked. The only one that I've ever liked. And I can say that because it's still the only one that I've ever liked. But I ordered this little bitty tiny graham cracker crust, banana cream, whatever. And I took a bite of it. And I was completely and totally unsatisfied. I took one bite. I, I left the restaurant giving them money for something that wasn't good. And I know you would have done different. You'd have been like, this was gross. This is nasty. But, hey, I want people to know I'm a Christian. And sometimes we get attitudes when we don't like stuff. And I wasn't going to add to. I smiled little bit. I even gave the lady a tip. And I walked out of the Mall of America disappointed. Back to the hotel. Got my bags. Got in my Uber, drove, they drove me to the airport, and I finally at 9.15 got got on a plane. I was anticipating every moment to get on that plane and get back to Dallas. And so unsatisfied. I made my way to my house thanks to Brother Jordan and Sister Jessica getting me home. And my wife had cooked something. I don't even know what it was, but she'd cooked something. I think the day before. So I made me some rice at 2 o'clock in the morning. And I put that chicken and all that good stuff on it. Put it in the microwave. And I'm going to tell you something. Angels were singing in heaven. And I'm not just saying it because she made it. It was really good. I ate every bite of it, didn't I? It's gone. So that's where this message comes come from. Sometimes we live our Christian life being unsatisfied. But we don't have to be. There's a reason that a lot of us do this. It's because we don't realize what we need to go after. Truly need to go after. We know that crave, filet, and mashed potatoes ain't gonna cut it. But sometimes we do what I did, and we go back again and again and again and again. This world is not going to feed us what we want. Only God is going to feed us what we want. Jesus, we thank you for your word today. I'm asking that you would speak into our lives, our spirits, our hearts, our minds in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for touching us all through our praise and worship time. But, Lord, my heart and my desire is that we would find an altar today, that we would find a place to come to today, that we would know where our nourishment comes from, where our help comes from, and our peace that passes all understanding comes from. We honor you, we give you praise, and we lift your name up on high. Would you lift him up right now with a hand clap of praise? All across the building, we love you, Jesus. We exalt you, Jesus. We magnify you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. Are you satisfied? You would turn your attention away from the restaurant story, and let's go to the Word of God here. But the Scripture that we read Made a very bold statement that I had you repeat, which satisfieth not. The things that we do, the things that we partake of, the things that we do at the work, get from the work of our hands, will not satisfy us. And as I thought through this scripture, as I thought through this message today, this message of Isaiah is found in our text kept coming up before me a message which calls us as men and women of God to seek the Lord tells you as a man and you as a woman that the only place that we're going to get satisfaction is from him And how God, our God, our Savior, our King will reward us as earnest seekers. Men and women who seek Him and not things and not stuff. It is told for us to seek the Lord. Get provision from Him. Mom and dad and young people that are in the room today, you're not going to be able to seek anything and be satisfied, but only seeking Jesus is where satisfaction is going to come. What do you mean, Pastor Darren? You mean I can't have stuff and I can't work to be be great and to make a lot of money and get a career and all those things? I'm not saying that. You can do all of those things. You can build the biggest career. You can build the biggest business. You can get the best education. You can do all of those things. And seek after them. And do well in them. But you better make sure that you seek God first. Does anybody know what the Bible says? Seek ye first. And what? And what's going to happen? Then all these other things will be added unto you. It's pretty neat because when we truly seek God, we don't go off of what we think we should do or what we think we should get. When we seek God, our thoughts, our mindset, our attitude, our hopes, our dreams of life, they all line up with what he wants and not what we want. And so I encourage you today to become truly satisfied. Are you satisfied? We must first seek Jesus Christ. We cannot seek things. Seeking things are going to make us be found wanting. Instead of seeking the Lord Our king, our savior, commanded men that we should seek him and not things. Somebody say things. When sinful man, when rejected and gross man decided to reject God and was driven from his beautiful home in the Garden of Eden, there was nothing left for him to do. And this is where we find ourselves today. Doesn't matter if you're a child of God. Doesn't matter if you're a a tailor-made devil chaser. It doesn't matter if you've been in the church for 25 or 30 years. Ever since that moment, we as individuals, as people, have been on a quest for happiness and for things. I'm not, Pastor Darren. I know you're not. Nobody is. But when the going gets rough and when we feel like all hell is breaking loose in our life, what we look to first is what we can do to fix it. How can I make this situation better? What can I do to fix this problem? What can I do to fix what's going on here and there and everywhere else? And we seek happiness and we seek things to get that done. We buy the nicer car. We buy the bigger house. We buy more clothes and we buy stuff, stuff, stuff and things and things and things and things and things. And things. Did I say things? We seek after things and nothing. Well, I, I am pretty simplistic. I am pretty, I, I'm pretty like, you know, I don't need very much. I am a, a uh, what's the word, a, 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 a minimalist. There you go. I am too. I am. Things have changed for me. But we try, ladies and gentlemen, to seek things and seek stuff to make us happy and to fix the problem. From that is why sinful man, like the tides of the sea, is ever in motion. The dove, the dove that Noah sent out from the ark, could find no rest for his feet until she returned to the ark. So it is, hear me this morning, so it is with restless men and women. We never find rest and peace until we find and follow. Somebody say follow. We find and truly follow the Lord. Some of you under the sound of my voice, I'm going to do some heart surgery today, I feel like, so just bear with me. Some of you under the sound of my voice that are here today, you're not following Jesus. You come to church, you're here, you walk in the building, but you are far from following Jesus. It's pretty mean, Pastor Darren. I'm not being mean. I'm here to hopefully prick your heart to cause you to come to an altar and say, Lord, i got to be a true follower of you because what I'm doing right now, I am on a road to destruction because there's no satisfaction in what I'm doing. We try to control it all. Just last week, I was reminded that someone called me and told me, Hey, Pastor, I'm going to start doing this certain thing in my life. I'm going to start making this a priority in my life. And I, and my mind was just reminded of it yesterday evening as I as I replayed that conversation in my head. It let me realize that some of us, when we finally start following Jesus Christ in every lane, we're going to receive what Jesus Christ wants for us. You know, the Bible says this the Ken, the Bible says that he would that you would prosper as your soul prospers. Did you know Jesus Christ wants you to make some money? Do you know Jesus Christ wants you to be successful in your business? Do you know that Jesus Christ of Nazareth desires you to do well in those areas? Why? Because first of all, he wants you to be able to bless the kingdom. He wants you to be able to do things for the kingdom of God. He does. It's true. Go read it. Go go find out for yourself. But he's not going to let all that take place. And he's not going to let it fall into place if we first don't satisfy our soul. And the most important thing, I would that you would give zero dollars and you wouldn't be able to do anything. But your soul would prosper. But that's not how God works. God, if you allow God to satisfy your soul, if you allow God to speak to you and minister to you, you'll get jobs you didn't deserve, you'll get land you didn't plan in, you'll get vineyards, you'll get things that you never anticipated that you would get because he would that you would prosper as your soul prosper. Amen. His ultimate desire for you and me is that we would be satisfied. But it's not on my terms how I want to do it. Well, I'm going to, I mean, I, I'm going to pray on Thursday only. And I may raise my hand on the second song and that's it. That's not how it works with God. He wants you to give him praise with your life. Every single day. He wants you to honor him with your first fruits. He wants you to honor him with Coming together as a body of Christ and prayer and seeking his face and loving him. You know, I'm going to say this very carefully. There's some of you that will never get the raises that God wants you to get because you won't honor God with your life. Are you telling me I need to give more? I'm not saying that. I'm telling you, I'm just going to be honest with you. There's people in this building that they honor God with their life. They give what they're supposed to give. They do what they're supposed to. But they every God, I'm gonna do this, this, this. I'm gonna do everything for you. I there's people that have told me, Pastor Darren, this is what I live for. I live for the church. I live for the things of God. Tr- this is what I. That's why I go to work. I, this is what I do it for. And they come and tell me, Hey, Pastor Darren, I was not supposed to get the got a five percent raise. I'm not supposed to get this promotion, but I got this promotion. Tell me the scripture isn't true. I'm not preaching about money today, but that's where, when we get there, man, we understand that stuff. Yeah. I would that you would prosper as your soul prospers. Yeah. Well, this is what we need to make our goal. Our goal needs to be, Lord, I want to be satisfied by you and you alone. I don't need it from extracurricular. I don't need it outside of these four walls. I don't need it from anywhere or anything else. I need it from your word. Satisfy me from your word. Get a hunger for his word. Don't go to Crave. Crave ain't going to cut it for you. The only place only place see sister ginger she tells me all the time don't do it pastor darren or darren don't do it don't 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 get that steak from there you don't want to do that you know the only place that you eat steak is ruth chris that's why i don't get it very much i try somewhere else i know that so i'm telling you just like ginger tells me don't try to get it from anywhere else don't try to get satisfaction from nothing else don't try to get it from your job. Don't try to get it from your extracurricular activity students. Don't try to get it from him or her or they or that place over there, or this place over here. Only get your satisfaction from Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sinful man has ever been a seeker after that which is lost. We always want things that are not going to satisfy us. The day man sinned, he was separated from his creator and his provider. And because of that separation, he has been miserable. And this is what scares me, ladies and gentlemen. People of God, we have learned to live in misery. We've learned to live miserable. Why? The Bible doesn't say that we need to live miserable. He tells us that we are to have this life and this life more. When I received the Holy Ghost, when I got baptized in Jesus' name, I was supposed to be happy. I was supposed to have joy. I was supposed to have peace. And you can. It's when we we start seeking lost things that the misery comes somebody needs to hear me this morning you know the the problem is and I'm so hesitant to look at the crowd this morning I know I know I see the trajectory there's young people in this place that you are on a trajectory to lost things and this is what I hate brother Frank brother Frank you're faithful man you've been here sister Sue you've been here through thick and through thin When everybody else gave up, when children even gave up, you stayed the course. Brother Frank, you built this building with Bishop Gilbert. You worked your rear end off. Sister Sue, you've always been faithful. Not meaning to embarrass you this morning. But they sought the face of God. They knew that Crave wasn't going to cut it. They knew that nothing else was going to be able to satisfy their soul. And so what they have done is they've decided... I'm going to stay the course. See, some of you don't know it, but Brother Frank, I got pictures of him shouting in our old church. Body doesn't work like it used to, so he can't do that very much anymore. But man, he sure does love Jesus that much the more. He understands that, hey, this is where my help comes from. This is where I'm truly satisfied. Nothing is going to satisfy my soul except Jesus Christ. You won't find him seeking anything else. Brother Frank, Sister Sue, you stayed the course. You kept it. And I know children went another way. But you can look in this congregation today and you can see Brother Ashley. And Brother Ashley finally realized over a course of life that Crave wasn't going to cut it. Some half-baked smoke infused steak wasn't going to cut it for him. I got to have Jesus Christ and him crucified. I got to have the one true God where my help comes from. That's where his satisfaction comes. It doesn't come from anything that this world has to offer. And hear me this morning. There's people in this building. I would never embarrass you or call your name. But I see you come in week in, week out, and I'm not running you off. I am trying to pull you to an altar. Why? Because I'm telling you, lost things are not what you need to seek after. Praise the Lord. Would you lift your hands for a moment all across the building? Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus name. Jesus name Lord don't let us live miserable don't let us live half baked lives for you but Lord I want to be on fire for you in Jesus name in Jesus name draw us right now every person that's on the fringes every person that's thinking about you know this will all blow over next week and I'll finally get what I want no what you need is God what you need is him crucified what you need is a heartbeat for him that's the only thing that will satisfy you But men, carnal men, seeking. We have been seeking. We're still seeking. We're seeking a place. Man was driven out of Eden. That place, that divinely provided place, that place of beauty and safety and happiness, that wonderful place driven out because we were seeking other things other things looked better other things man that's going to taste better i'm going to i'm going to have this knowledge that i didn't have before and the list goes on and ever since that moment we've been seeking a place A beautiful, a wonderful place. A place that we wanted to occupy again. What do you mean, Pastor? What are you talking about? I'm talking about the Garden of Eden. That's where we were supposed to be. That's how we were supposed to live. That's how things were supposed to transpire for us. But because the heart of man decided to go after something else. Decided to seek after something else. Sir, ma'am, that may be skeptical of what I'm talking about today, or maybe you're like, oh, man, well, this will be over in just a minute. We'll be all right. Listen to me. I'm talking to you, and the reason that I'm talking to you is I sense it, and I see it, and I've seen it over the past six and five months, that you are trying to find something, and you're trying to occupy that place again, but you're going to all the wrong places been occupying Crave too long. You've been going to the Outback or the Golden Corral. Those ain't going to cut it, ladies and gentlemen. Today, today, we must decide to change our trajectory. Pastor Darren, man, you're preaching hard these past few weeks and I am. I'm going to tell you something. We are living in a day, ladies and gentlemen, that we can't be passive. We can't be passive. The reason that we're having a marriage conference, nobody knows this because I haven't shared it with everybody, but the reason I even want to do a marriage conference or a marriage, it started as retreat and turned into a marriage conference, the reason that I even wanted something like that to happen, because the Bible says things are going to wax worse. Yes. And people are going to, men and women, they're going to be loving themselves more than they love God. And when that kind of junk begins to creep in and when that stuff begins to be let loose, people do stupid stuff. And so what has to happen is we've got to get our focus on what God wants us to get our focus on. A little backstage talk, if you will. That's why. That's the purpose. That's the reason why. So it's important, husband, wife, that you make an effort to be a part of the marriage conference. Why? Because things are waxing worse. You know, as I was getting off of a plane, hadn't been on a plane in a long time, lost every bit of status that I used to have, but I was getting off of this plane, and I, was, I had my backpack, and I had my little carry-on that I took with me, and I, I looked up, and as I was walking out of this Delta jet bridge, I looked to my left, and I saw a picture of something. And it startled me because I haven't seen that. But sitting in a seat, this picture displayed a man and another man. And they were not just buddies going on a trip together, if you can catch my drift. And it just reminded me again that this world is waxing worse. Oh, Pastor Dan, it's is how it is. No, 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 I'm not going to be okay with it, not now or ever. Amen. Well, you don't work with I work, who I work with. You don't hire who I have to hire. You don't have to live by the, the things that i got to live by. No, I don't. Well, I can't keep my job. You can keep your job, but you don't have to be okay with what's going on. It's when you begin to tolerate what is going on in your spirit. You can do it with disgust. I've got to do this because I'm made to do this. Oh, it irritates the fire out of me. I don't like it. In Jesus' name, make it stop. Anyways, that's free. We'll go back to their notes here now. He is seen, man, is seen going from city to city, from state to state, from nation to nation in every effort to find that place, a climate, a city, a condition that will heal his diseased body and satisfy his restless soul. Since the breakdown of the Garden of Eden, that is exactly what has been going on. Every person, every man, we've been seeking for satisfaction everywhere else. And the strange thing about his seeking is this. The more man travels and sees and does the more unhappy he becomes. I'm preaching about you. You've sought this. You've reached after this. You've tried this. You know, grandpa used to live this way for Jesus, and grandma used to live this way for Jesus. And so, I, you know, that that was good, but I want to do it this way. They taught me these things, and they lived by these rules and these regulations from the word of God, and they preached that it was line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little, and you need to follow God and not man. That was good for them, but this is how I'm, and we seek, and we seek, and we try this, and we try that, and we go, and we, this is better for me, and this, I'm gonna, this is how I interpret that, and we do all of these dumb things, if you will, and we find ourselves unhappy more and more and more. Why, Pastor Darren, you will not be satisfied until you quit following man, until you quit following everybody else and the spirit of the age that we preached about the past few weeks, and you start following Jesus Christ. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Only Jesus can make you free and whole. From the breakdown of the Garden of Eden, we've sought things and we've sought stuff but after all that man has done hear it today and all that he can do he will one day have to conclude with Solomon Ecclesiastes 12 and 8 vanity of vanities all is vanity that is all worldly seeking and success is, is vanity. Young ladies, this world is not our home. Young men, this world's not our home. Young people that are in here, young adults that are in here today, this world is not our home. It's vanity. It's all vanity. Pastor Darren, come on, give us something a little more happy. I can't give you something a little more happy. Because... Our soul, our trajectory is going to hell if we don't change our trajectory. If we don't. God is not. Brother Tex, correct me if I'm wrong. I know you're a student of the word. God is not going to make the U-turn for us. God is not going to make you love him more than this world, it is not going to happen. He's not going to make me fall in love with his word and his statutes and his will. He's not. He's not. He's not even going to say, "Hey, go the wrong way." He's going to use me. He's going to use a brother or sister in the Lord. He's going to cause you to think, "Hey, man, that's they got a point to what they're saying." Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should. Go this direction instead of that direction. Maybe I should quit seeking after stuff and start seeking after him. It's crazy. Does anybody believe this book is real? I'm going to ask you again. Do you truly believe this book is real? I believe it merits us standing to our feet and clapping our hands. It's not just to get us excited. Do you believe this is the path of life that we got to take? Men, I want you to look at me right now. Is this the way that we got to take? Ladies, is this the way that we got to take? Does anybody not believe that? If you don't believe that, please, I want to talk to you. This is the only book that's going to get you to heaven. If you don't believe heaven is real and you don't believe hell is real, I feel sorry for you. I want to help you because it is real. There is a heaven and there is a hell. We're going to serve God or we're going to serve what? What is that? We're going to serve things. We're going to either serve God or we're going to serve stuff. I'm glad you got a big shot. I'm glad you got a big business. I'm glad you got all this stuff. I'm glad, young person, that you got your career set strong and you're going to take it. That's all right. But you better know where your bread's buttered. Your bread is buttered by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And that's it. You may be seated. I'm not done yet. seeking and success am I telling you young people not to have ambition am I telling you sir not to have ambition no I'm not telling you that you can have a desire to be successful you can have ambitions to be a doctor a lawyer or whatever it is you want to be but first but first I asked you for a reason do we believe this is a path of life? Do we believe this Bible is true? And everybody, resoundingly, whether you stood up because I asked you or somebody else uh, motioned you to do so, you stood and you said, yes, this is real. This is the way of life. Well, listen, I don't find anywhere in the book that it says, seek first the vanity of this world. Seek first the extracurricular. Seek first your ambitions in life. Seek first your education. Seek first all this stuff. Seek first mammon. It doesn't say that. It says seek first and his and then all of that stuff rocket science. crazy. Sir, ma'am, dad, mom, if you don't teach it, if you don't declare it, they will seek vanity, seek vanity, seek vanity. They will seek worldly success. They will seek all the things that this world has to offer and not seek God. Solomon had wealth enough to go any where? And do everything. And wisdom enough to understand all these things. And abound. And jump through hoops, if you will. And do the things that he needed to do. He had all of this in his life. He could do anything. He could try all things. Hear me. And he relates his experience. That's what he said. I made me great works. I builded me houses. Ecclesiastes 2. I builded me houses. I planted me vineyards. I made me gardens and orchards. And I planted trees in them of all kinds of fruits. I made me pools of water. I got me servants and maidens. I had great possessions. I gathered me also silver and gold. I got me men singers and women singers. And the delights of the Son of Man. As musical instruments, and that of all sorts. And whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not from them. Listen to that. Then I looked on all the works of my hands had wrought. And behold, all. Listen to this. Young person getting ready to go to college. Young person doing whatever they want to do and whatever mom and dad lets you do, that's the real problem. I said it, get over it. And I'm not being mean, I'm just stating a fact. You're gonna wonder why he or she is lost in seven or fifteen years, and it's gonna be because you allowed so much junk to continue to go on. Don't take hold on, don't take my word for it. Let's just listen to Solomon here. And behold, all was vanity. And vexation of the Spirit. And there was no, listen to this, no prophet under the sun. Ouch. You mean everything that, all all of that stuff, ladies and gentlemen, if we put our life under a magnifying glass, We find ourselves somewhere in there. I know everybody thinks I'm mean today. I'm not being mean. I'm preaching to me too. I want to go to heaven too. All of that is going to profit nothing. All of that. Everything that could be desired here and now was right there. And that man, does anybody know who he was? What? The wisest man in all the earth said that this ain't going to cut it. All of this stuff is not going to cut it for me. This isn't it. Telling you and me that to find true satisfaction it's not going to be in any of that stuff. It's only going to be in Jesus. So I ask the question before we go on today. Are you truly satisfied? Or are you just going through the motions? Somebody say, seek the, Lord. seek the Lord. As in modern times, I find the most interesting people in the gospel to be the seekers. The wise men. Listen to this seeking the Messiah, did not know where to go to pay homage to the king of the Jews. A star was there. A star was there to lead them to Bethlehem where they found not a prince in a palace, but they found a lowly, poor boy in a stable. Mary seeking The body of Jesus did not know where they put him. Her name whispered by a stranger. She took for the garden, the gardener, and realized wasn't the gardener. She came to look for a dead man but was embraced by a living. You see, ladies and gentlemen, throughout the Word of God, we find there to be people that are seeking. And the people that I just explained to you just now, some of them they didn't know where to look, they didn't know where to go. They found a star that was leading them where to go. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you may know not know all the answers. You may not know exactly where to go. You may not know where, where is this, where is that. I, I feel like my head's in the sand. I can tell you this: if you will seek God, where is the end of my story, Pastor Darren? Where is my hope at? What's going on? I can tell you, just like these people that didn't know what they were seeking after. They didn't know where exactly to go. There was something in their heart that said, keep seeking, keep seeking. And Mary found a living God. The disciples, the disciples, they sought after God. They sought after him and not the things and the stuff. The Wise men, they sought after him And they found yes a lowly boy But what was he He was the savior of all the world Praise God The Samaritan woman I love this story I just mentioned it to somebody the other day A Samaritan woman At the well Another seeker that we find in the word of God She was not the greatest. (laughs) She was not high caliber, if you will. Seeking after some water. Seeking after something and she found something greater because she decided to stop and listen to the voice of the Lord. These individuals didn't talk to each other. These individuals didn't carry on conversation with each other. The ways of these individuals were different. But because she decided to listen. She decided to talk to this one. She got more than just water. She got water that she would never thirst again. You see, sir, you see, ma'am, you may not know exactly what you're seeking today. You may not know why you even walked into this building today. I would that you would listen to this preacher this morning if you would just give God an opportunity to prick your heart you'd give God an opportunity to tell you I have water that will allow you to never thirst again you can't find somewhere to worship you can find a God to worship that will give you peace that passes all understanding he can wash away every sin he can give you joy unspeakable and full of glory that's the God that I'm talking about today you don't know what you're seeking but your soul is seeking what man has been seeking forever since the breakdown at the Garden of Eden. Maybe seated, I'm almost done. The ways are different for each seeker, but the discovery is adequate to the need of the seeker. God gives clear direction for seekers, unlike followers. Man is told, seek the Lord. Listen here as the prophet spake out and says, seek ye the Lord. Somebody say it. Seek ye the Lord. Only the Lord can give you salvation. Only the Lord can give you salvation and satisfaction to a restless seeker, to a person that is seeking. Pastor Darren can't give it to you. Truth Church, First Steps, Deeper Life can't give it to you. Only God can give you salvation and satisfaction. But you've got to be a seeker that says, you know something, I'm seeking after something, I just don't know what it is yet. I can give you some postures to get to. Maybe on your knees would be a good place to go and start seeking. I can tell you some good places that you should probably visit if you're a seeker here today. You might want to come to an altar and say, Lord, I don't understand everything. I don't even understand everything He preach But what I want today is, Lord, I want to find you. I want to be satisfied by you. I want your help to come into my life and to minister into my life some pretty polished sermon or I could encourage you to seek after God and that's my effort today if men would seek the Lord as they seek their business Hmm. if both men and women would seek the Lord as they seek pleasure young people I want you to hear me today Young adults, I want you to hear me today. If young people and young adults would seek the Lord as they seek every game that is out there, as they seek their education and their career, their hearts would thrill. (laughs) Your hearts would be excited. (laughs) Your hearts would be, you would be animated with your excitement and your satisfaction. Well, Pastor Darren, I I, want to do this first, and then I'm going to seek the Lord. I have countless friends that were going to do things first, and now they don't live for God. Can you do both? Yes. There's people in this building that have careers, and they're sold out to God. You can do both. There's people in this building that have successful businesses and they're sold out to God. They fast when it's time to fast. They come to men's prayer and ladies' prayer and they they do everything. Well, man, my family is most important. Well, let me tell you what's going to happen when your family is more important than God. You're going to lose your family. We must seek him. That's the prodigal. The prodigal son sought his father and ram, ran home and confessed his sins. That's how, ma'am, that's how we need to live. Sir, that's how we need to live. It's my father. I know that I have. I've just been going through the motions. I know I've just been coming to church. I know my son and daughter are losing out with God because I hadn't been the dad I need to be or the man I need to be. Be as the prodigal and run toward Jesus and confess your problems. Confess the sins and say, Lord, I want to make it right. I will be a doorkeeper. I will Just let me be a servant. Let me. I just want to do something, God. And when we have that kind of attitude and that kind of heartbeat, no, 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 let me kill the fatted calf for you. Let me go get a robe. Let me get a ring to put on your finger to symbolize that, hey, this is where you're supposed to be. This is your house. This is a place where I have made for you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want true satisfaction... I hate that story. I do, man, Pastor Darren. That's pretty hardcore talking about you hate the Bible. No, I hate that story because some people misinterpret it and like it's all right. Let's go do this. Let's go live our life. Let's go drink it up. Let's go party with everybody. Let's live. Let's go on this life of success and do all the things that we want to do, and then. Tell you something, that's just the successful story right there. They don't always end up in the pig pen. They sometimes end up six feet under. That's all right, I knew it, would get a golf clap. We must seek him as the prodigal. Somebody say the prodigal. The kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man seeking goodly pearls (laughs) who when he had found one pearl of great price went and sold all that he had and bought it. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it he hid it again. And then In his joy went and sold all he had and bought the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Jesus told two stories about coming to him. Comparing that with finding hidden treasure. Jesus often spoke of the kingdom of God simply meaning the rule of God in a person's life. Other times, he referred to the kingdom of heaven. In Jesus' story, the kingdom of heaven means ordering your life. Listen to me. Ordering your life according to the ideas and character of Jesus. We got to order our life, sir, ma'am, young people, you need to listen to me right now. Some of you have been lost out of this message since we started. But I'm talking to you right now and I would not embarrass you for $100. Thy kingdom come equals thy will be done. Thy kingdom come equals thy will be done. Some are surprised to return to the kingdom of God. They find it as an unexpected treasure. Others seek the highest good in life and find Whether you are a surprised finder or a serious seeker, you must risk everything. I want you to say that everything. Everything. Sir, ma'am, say everything. everything. You must risk everything for that unique opportunity of knowing God. Ladies and gentlemen, would you look at me right now? You must risk everything to find that unique opportunity to know God. I get it. It's a little harsh today. And I could just be really sweet and kind. But sweet and kind isn't going to get you into heaven. And I'm telling you, I don't know if it's because I got to go on vacation. I feel this strong about it. I don't have a clue. I just feel really strong about what I'm preaching today. And I hate making statements like this. But I feel if there's young people specifically and they're not parents and adults that don't hearken to what I'm talking about today, you're the only one that knows if you're truly satisfied in Jesus. If you want to be satisfied, you've got to change what you eat. You've got to change where you go. You've got to change the things that you partake of, that you listen to, that you're okay with. Dad, you got to grow a backbone and quit being a pansy. Welcome, those of you that are online, but it's the fact of the matter. I'm not talking about being a pansy with weightlifting and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about being a pansy and serving Jesus Christ. Because this is what it's not going to rest on. You see, one of these days, if you would, make this platform the balcony of heaven. Me. Some preachers don't care. I do. And I'm not pinning any roses on me. One of these days I am going to stand in heaven and I'm going to give an account. I'm going to give an account for you. I'm going to give an account for you and you. I am. Do you understand? Do you believe the Bible? We've already established that. That's what I've got to do. So if I don't preach things like I'm preaching today, And all I'm trying to do is hopefully prick your heart. That will make you think, you know something? I probably need to go repent. Remember, we learned about that. Repentance is on us. Consecration is on us. I've got to give an account. I'm going to tell you something, Dad. It ain't going to be on me. I'm washing my hands right now. And I'm saying, Lord, I've said what I needed to say. I've done everything and I could right now because God has impressed upon me who it is, but I'm not going to say it. I could point fingers and I could say names and that never happens to me. I'm not that guy. But there's a young lady in this place that's been nonchalant the whole time. And I would to God that she would hear me. I would to God that she would hearken to what I'm saying. Furthermore, I wish that Parents would grow a backbone and start serving Jesus. Pastor Darren, you're being mean. They're going to leave. I want you to be saved. And the direction that you're going, the things that you're doing are not satisfying your soul. And Sister Delisa, that's all that matters. Sister Delisa, I've, I've watched you, and I don't mean to embarrass you by any means. I've watched you get your satisfaction from him. Brother Bill, I've watched you. You're learning to get satisfaction from him. And I don't mean to embarrass you by any means. But what I would consider someone that is new, they're learning that I can only get satisfaction from him. But then I can look across the congregation of what Brother Smith, I would consider to be pillar saints that have not learned to get satisfaction. But I look at Sister Smith and I look at Brother Smith and I look at elders in our church. Sister Joe, you know what I'm preaching about today. Because you made a decision a long time ago that I'm getting satisfaction only from God. It's unfortunate because people can't even look at me right now, and that's okay. That means that there's conviction in the building. And I want you to respond to that conviction. We are to risk everything for the kingdom of God. What does everything mean? Does it mean that we must literally sell out, liquidate everything, go sell our cars, our boats, and and our houses, and, and just come live here in the parking lot of the church? No. Jesus did not ask everyone to do that. But it does mean that we should be willing to give up everything that perverts God's rule over our lives. Ma'am, listen to me. Sir, listen to me. We got to be willing. If any man would come after me, let him deny himself take up his cross and follow me that means that I gotta be willing to abandon personal ambition that means that I gotta be willing to abandon anything that Jesus Christ wants me to abandon stand to your feet relationships young person you gotta be willing to abandon businesses you gotta be willing to abandon hobbies you got to be willing to abandon property you got to be willing to abandon if it prevents god's rule in our lives out it has to go in closing in our text the prophet isaiah pointed that people the people to Get a grip on God, if you will, if I could phrase it that way. And to understand that your only hope is in God. Your only help is in God. Your only peace is in God. And the list goes on and on and on. The statement is directed to the dissatisfied of his day. There were many, many with starved lives that were dissatisfied. Those who feel that life has not measured up. They feel they have not arrived, if you will. In Jesus' name. The thing, sir, the thing, ma'am, that is sought then and now is satisfaction. Honey, buddy, sir, what he was talking to then was people that were unsatisfied. What I'm talking to today is there's some people, not everybody, that you're unsatisfied. And just like the people of that day that were unsatisfied... The thing you're seeking today is satisfaction. You're only going to find satisfaction in Jesus. Isaiah said you can find satisfaction in God alone. God is satisfaction for hungry and thirsty, He provides fellowship so you're lonely. Jesus I mean so you so you're depressed Jesus well I need professional help probably so but you need Jesus I don't have a boyfriend I don't have a fiance I'm lonely I'm all by myself Jesus! I don't have joy. Jesus. You're rebellious. You know what you're seeking? Satisfaction. Jesus. You have bitterness in your spirit and your heart. You know what you're seeking? Satisfaction. Jesus. I'm doing my best to look everybody in their eyes, and some will not. You're seeking Jesus. buddy. you're seeking Jesus. Hon, you're seeking Jesus. Only Jesus provides what you and I need are you satisfied if not maybe you are seeking the wrong place maybe it is that you've been looking at it all the wrong way Matthew 16 and verse 26 Jesus used the image of a pair of scales when he asked the question for what is a man prophet If he gains the whole world. Listen to me right now. And loses his own soul. Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? So let's look at this picture if we will. Pile up everything in the world. On one side. And put salvation on the other side and still it's lopsided why? because nothing in this world is going to satisfy you look at me ma'am I've been talking to you look at your pastor today look at your preacher today I'm talking to you You've been going through the motions for too long. You used to sing. You used to worship. You used to teach Sunday school classes. You used to do things for the kingdom of God. But now you've got, and you search, and you want, and you're doing everything else. That's not satisfying your soul. Jesus wants you to understand in these two parables about the kingdom. Imagine how excited you would be if you were digging in your garden or digging in your flower bed and you're putting stuff together and you found a diamond bigger than the one that's on the screen right now. This is the hope diamond. 44.5 carat diamond. How excited would you be? I mean, that would be better than the lottery. Look at it. The hope diamond. He'd be pretty pumped up. Brother Noe, I'm going straight to Dallas to the biggest diamond dealer there is. And I'm selling it. I am. I'm pumped. Because that kind of money right there would pay off all your debt, all my debt, and everybody else's debt. And there'd be no reason for anybody not to come to church. Praise the Lord. you can close your bank accounts. They just keep it I got another one I'm opening up Pastor Darren gave me all the money I needed I know it's funny diamond history says that it was taken from the Smithsonian Museum and it went once to South Africa the other time to another place I don't remember the name both times it was insured for over a million dollars But the money meant absolutely nothing. Why? Because you can't place a value on an irreplaceable object. Christ and his kingdom and treasures beyond comprehension. there's no amount of money that could ever pay for that. Sister Alicia, true, I, I know it preaches good and everybody's excited, but nothing. You're broken and tore up and messed up. I can't give you enough money to fix it. I can't give millions and millions of dollars and say you're fixed I can't give you salvation I can't give you all eternity in heaven with all the money that I could get from finding a diamond like that only Jesus can satisfy you those of you that are watching online only Jesus can satisfy your soul I'll tell you something Your hopes and dreams, young people, listen to me. Your hopes and dreams, your hopes and dreams, they're not gonna satisfy you. If you'll get satisfaction from Jesus first, He would that you would prosper as your soul prospers. He'll take you on a trajectory you never thought you would go. He'll give you things you never thought you would have. He'll give you mountains and vineyards, and the list goes on and on. Go read it in the book. Got to say, Jesus, satisfy me. I'm going to be very specific in this altar call right now, and I know it's late. We only have one service. Not children, but moms and dads, I want you to come first. You don't have to. I'm not going to embarrass you. If you're a single mom, if you're a single dad, come. I want you to stretch across this front, all the way across. You to get in real close. It don't matter if you're an old mom or a young mom or an old dad or a young dad. I want you to come. No offense. Stretch across this front. It's all right. You can come out of the booth. Parents, I'm going to tell you something. Whatever we do, they do. Whatever's important to us will it be, be important to them. No, they're rebellious. You don't know my kids. It's the truth. I've learned. I've learned, Mama. Daddy, I learned long time ago that Mom and Dad got something. Times where the bill that I didn't care that they had it, I was a rebellious punk. We're gonna lose him, we're gonna lose her, we're gonna lose him. I can remember one time that I had to do something, I, I had to do it. And mom, don't, dear, don't do that, don't go there, don't do that. And I did, I drove a long ways. Couldn't explain it at the time, but I had to go and I had to end something with somebody. Because it was not the trajectory that mom and dad had. And I realized it. And Sister Alicia, the reason I did it is because I was angry that I allowed myself to get into that. They see. They know. Daddy, little boys, they see everything you say and you do your rebellious teenage daughter, your rebellious teenage son this maybe sitting in the congregation right now, they see it. And so they're looking to you. Is this just a ploy to get me to move or does Jesus really satisfy your soul or not? Only you are going to help them make a decision. There's no hope for them, Pastor Darren. Oh, yeah, there is. I want you to lift your hands and I want you to say, God, God, Maybe we've let it go too far. God, I need your help. You really are the one that satisfies my soul. Mom, I'm going to tell you something right now. and Daddy, I'm going to tell you something right now. I would never speak ill will towards anybody, and I don't want to do that. But if you don't make a decision right now to make sure that God satisfies your soul, and he's the only thing that will, you will lose your daughter and you will lose your son. I feel that so strong in the Holy Ghost, and that's all I can say. If you don't believe it, if you're skeptical, that's fine. You don't have to take my word for it. That's just what I feel, strong in my spirit. So what you need to do right now is you need to make sure that you say, God, satisfy my soul. Lord, make me free and make me whole, God. Purify me with hyssop. Purify my soul and my mind. Let me know that you're the one that butters my bread, if you will. You're the nourishment that I need. You're the hope that I need. Come on, it's all right to repent. Repent, sir. Repent, ma'am. Young people, I want you to come and stand by.